Irvin Lee and you're watching the People's Rep TV. I'm here with my new friend. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Shaylin. <laughs> What's up, Shaylin? Miss Lewis here. And you and I are talking because you just had a um, post that came out across my timeline on Facebook that seems to be getting a lot of attention. And I really just kind of want to talk to you about it and let you share kind of what's going on um, since you've posted it and your life up until that moment and what you hope your life becomes after this moment. So tell us a little about a bit, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Shaylin Lewis. I live in a really, really tiny town in Kentucky, um, about 10 minutes from Ohio, 10 minutes from West Virginia. It's called Ashland. Um, I'm 18. <laughs> awesome. So you're 18 years old. Uh-oh, I think she dropped us. So you're eight. You're 18 years old. Um, what are you still in school? Um, I'm not in high school anymore. I graduated in 2020, but I'm in college right now. So you just graduated high school. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. And so you're in college now. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. And what are your goals with college? Um, I kind of just went because my parents kind of told me I had to go, but <laughs> I am just like hoping to be us. successful. Yeah, I'm just hoping to be successful in it like I was in high school and see where I can go with it. And how's school going so far? It's pretty good. It's all online, so I'm kind of struggling with it because uh, you like you <laughs> like really in class understand. better, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um. Yeah, so you said you're from a conservative town. You know, just reading here, um, your town was founded in 1786. So mm -hmm. it's it's been around for a long time. Definitely the frat, one of the fabric cities of America. Um, it's got a lot of history in the 30s with your movie theater there, the Paramount, I see. Is that still yeah. there? Is Paramount yeah, that's still our, there? Yeah, it's still going. It's actually like, I think it used does show movies, but it's mostly like a theater place. Mm-hmm. So, jazz hands theater jazz hands <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome so what i want to talk to you about what happened for me tonight and how we met up is my freedom fighter sister in salt lake city reposted your post and uh just tell us i'm gonna probably like somewhere right around here uh right around here i'm gonna put the post so everyone can see it but tell us a little bit about um your post and and kind of what what you thought or what you were thinking as you posted it? Um, just so many people, because like I said, a conservative town, so many people were just standing up for Kyle, the 17-year-old that um, opened You're fire. You're talking about the, the young man that just killed the people in uh, Kenosha, Washington, or Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everyone was really quick to label it as self-defense, even though like everything's finally came out, and obviously it wasn't. And so I just wanted to, like, because we can't keep talking about this little 17-year-old white kid punk when we still haven't arrested Breonna Taylor's killer. Like, well, <laughs> like yeah. we need to keep bringing attention to Awareness. that. Awareness, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's so, I mean, awesome. I just so your I like post that people. Here, it said, Sorry. No, it's fine. Your post here said, you're okay with shooting and self-defense until it's Brianna Taylor's boyfriend. Wow. And you're 18 years old? Yeah. Wow. 
Like that's that's really insightful. Um, that's deep for an eighteen year old, you know. And uh, what were you doing last year this same time? I guess what is this August, September ish, July around around. But like July last year, what'd your summer feel like last year? How was it? Um, it was, was it a regular honestly, summer. Yeah, <laughs> I was mm-hmm. definitely just hanging out with friends and. I mean, around this time, actually, was when I was going, there's always this um, super religious protester that goes to, like, our summer festival, and, like, around this time, I was having a lot of beef with him, because <laughs> I was standing up for LGBTQ and stuff, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's the summer festival about? What's the name of it? Um, it's called Pogue's Landing. It's, like, we have, like, rides and stuff all downtown on the Ohio River. It's mm-hmm. just, like, where we watch fireworks and stuff. Yeah. So what were your what was your protest about with him? Well, he or, comes or the to argument. all of, he comes to all of those and like um, holds like signs saying that we're all going to hell and stuff, which is like whatever. If you're super into religion, I've, then that's perfect. If I've you seen are, those but, people. Yeah, and he would just I mean, there's children everywhere, and he's like yelling at ten to fourteen year olds that they're going to hell because they're wearing this or the a kid that's obviously like homosexual and obviously struggling with it and like yelling at him it's just really mm-hmm. hard to watch so so I, I will say this I do believe in God right mm-hmm. maybe not the same way that everyone else does but I do believe in God but I can almost guarantee it says in the Bible um like don't judge people right yeah. he who is without sin cast the first stone so like when I see those guys that are out there like holding those signs like you're going to hell for wearing the color purple or whatever they're they're yelling about, right? I'm like, yeah. bro, if I'm going, you're definitely gonna be there too, because this is exactly like opposite of what um, you know, at least the God that you probably believe in or whoever that person is believes in. Um, that's definitely not how to do it. So I don't believe in that at all. And I'm sorry that you guys deal with that out there, but but it sounds like that might be kind of where you started your uh standing up for people that can't stand up for themselves. So um, you know, for me as a black male, and I've been black for a really, really long time because I'm old, but um, it's amazing to me. It's truly baffling to see someone that looks like you um, standing up for people that look like me. And, you know, I want to highlight that. We want to say thank you, first of all, and uh, I'm going to get more into it and we're going to talk more about it. But, um, how is your how is your city responding to what's going on and like how does it make you feel um i mean when the protests were going on heavy a few months ago um a few people from and you're talking about in louisville right yeah like just when like all of them were going on right after george floyd Mm -hmm. and how far are you from louisville um about three hours two and a half hours okay okay um our a few of my friends set up like a rally that we were going to march and then you know l- like lay down for the eight minutes and stuff like that and mm-hmm. um the city of ashland attempted to shut it down and then we have a we have a um group here called build ashland they pretty much set up like pogues landing and stuff like that and so they decided to like take that and like make it a festival they were like yeah let's we're gonna have like a black lives march matter festival with like food trucks and i'm like 
we don't need food trucks. Like we need, I don't know. It just was a lot for one time. Mm -hmm. And then my, my group of friends ended up going out and doing it late in the street. And then we obviously got the, you know, I'd run them over blah, 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 mm. type of stuff constantly. So, I mean, I was dealing with that. I didn't end up getting to go to that because mm. I was working at the time. But, I mean, I was on our news page. Like, every other comment was me, like, responding to people. Like, That's I good. I can't say that. <laughs> You've been out here fighting. Yeah. I've been to Absolutely. multiple protests. That's that's awesome. So how many protests would you say you've been to? Six. Six. And like all, a two all in period. No, I've been to I've traveled. I've been to Michigan. I've been to Ohio. I've been to Huntington, Charleston, two in Ohio, another one in Michigan. So Really? Yeah. That is awesome. You're doing more than some black people. So Shout out to you. Let me give you an air high five. Right? <laughs> and uh, that's truly awesome, man. I, I, like, that's truly amazing. So to, to go back to your post a little bit, your Facebook post, um, that post about, you know, I guess the rebuttal to what people are saying about Kyle. Uh, what is it? How do you say his last name? I have no clue. That's why I didn't try to pronounce it before. Let's just call him Kyle from Kenosha. But um, your rebuttal to um, that post of your rebuttal to the Kyle and Kenosha, uh, that post has gotten over 3,000 likes at this point. And uh, the amazing, the astounding part is over 62,000 shares, right? Yeah. So, like, has your phone ever done that before? I mean, no. No, it doesn't like this. Right? And is it – how has it been? Um how does it feel to to have that many people like have something resonate with that many people? Sixty two thousand is a lot. It feels wild. Like I mean, there's people that I know from like up in Columbus. I mean, people I've met in Michigan that were like, "Yo, I just saw your Facebook post," and I'm like, "Like people I'm not even friends with on Facebook that I just have like on Snapchat or something." Or like, "I just saw your post," and I'm like, "That's crazy." But I mean, with it came I mean, just so, like death threats consistently. I mean people trying to use that as an excuse to like talk to me like to hit on me like that's not the point of the post like someone asked me today they were like how's like how's the attention from this making you feel and I'm like I didn't want like attention from it I wanted it out mm -hmm. there it's not about me at all like not even yeah slightly. but would you have ever imagined uh 3,000 likes and 62,000 shares is that normal for you no I mean, no no What's normal for you? Like how many how many likes and shares do you normally get? I mean, like on a normal post that I make of myself, I say like maximum three shares and maybe sixty likes. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm not a mathematician, but I would say that's like a million percent <laughs> higher than yeah. normally what you get. So look look at how powerful um this thing is, right? And mm -hmm. and it's so awesome that you see it kind of like it's not about me. It's about Brianna, right? It's about yeah. um, it's about the movement. It's about bringing awareness to what's going on for other people that you know are voiceless. And I think what's truly amazing um, is that this awakening is happening in this country. I, I believe we're gonna have we're having a renaissance again. You know, you're oh, yeah. just getting out of school where you learned about the renaissance and um, 
like the art renaissance in the 1600s and all that. I think we're having a social renaissance in our world, not just our country, in the world where it's like, hey, you know what? Um, we've went and separated and we've went in our own little caves and, and keep all my acorns for me. But I think, you know, these, these cell phones have brought us together and they've made humanity, um, it's polarized humanity. It's made it look like, you know, um, look, how, look how big your post is, right? And it's only going to yeah. continue to grow. And, um, I'm, you know, that's a shame that people are giving you death threats. You know, if, if you feel like any of them are serious, I would definitely encourage you to contact the authorities or, you know, maybe you should already do that anyways and just say, hey, this is kind of what's happening. What do you guys think? Um, and, you know, we're going to advocate for you, you too, though. We're going we're gonna to kind of um, reach out to – we know how to reach out to people. I deal with city officials a lot. I deal with um, city governments a lot because of what I do in my daytime. Right now I'm being Batman at night. This is what I do at night. I freedom fight. And then during the daytime I, I work in the concert entertainment business. Um, so we want to advocate for allies too, right? Because you guys, um, you're jumping into a fight that you really could stay out of. And I appreciate that more than, you know, um, so like you're getting, you're getting that kind of attention from the internet. I think at a certain level you, you expect it feels like you kind of brush it off, like whatever. Um, but how's the attention from like people that really know you or like family and stuff like that? Um, well, most of my posts on Facebook, like, I'll be honest, <laughs> I block everyone, like, in my family from seeing it just because I don't feel like what I'm doing right now is their business because I moved out from my parents. Like, I don't live with my parents. Mm -hmm. um, Congratulations. Someone... Welcome to adulthood. <laughs> Thank you. It's a great time. Um, <laughs> but someone asked me to make that post shareable because I just had it for my a thousand people that could see my post. And someone mm -hmm. was like, make this shareable. And I was like, okay. And then as soon as I made it shareable someone from my family commented on it and that's where it took off because that thing he said made people go off and off and then just kept getting shares and more people so I mean I mean my family's not happy mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. my mom my mom wants me to stop like posting mm -hmm. like love that woman I just think she wants me to like keep myself safe but I'm not gonna stop absolutely <laughs> and we want you to be safe too um unfortunately and again I don't want to make this about religion but there is a such thing on this earth called good and evil right <laughs> and racism is evil right and yeah. evil breeds hate right and <laughs> hate you know again is tied to evil and it makes men do evil things so you have to be aware i need your antennas up now you've joined this fight you've you've put the target on yourself so yeah. um but the cool thing about it is is it, it um as we unite and we all come together, you can find like-minded people. And, and that's kind of what we want to encourage is to help you find like-minded people, help you find people that want to unify. So you can, you can have a unit and you can be protected. Um, but, you know, I totally agree with your mom. We want you to be safe. So, you know, the, the number one way I would tell you to be safe right now is keep your antennas up, you know, mm -hmm. um, like I tell the girls here in San Antonio where I'm at, where we protest at, you know, when you're going home, don't just walk in your house right now. You need to look around first before you go walk inside. You need to make sure when you're getting in your car, you look around a little bit. You know, you got to have your antennas up because um, that's just reality, right? You're 18, we'll have an off 
the <laughs> off the screen conversation about other ways you can protect yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that is our reality. So, you know, what draws you or what do you feel like drew you to this fight? Because it sounds like maybe your family doesn't agree with you. Um, what's what's drawn you to, to look at this and want to talk about it? Um, there's a few things, actually. One kind of doesn't correlate, but it's just that I've always been fighting for. Um, I grew up with a gay dad, so, like, I've always had to fight for him, like, within school and stuff. So it was always, like, always standing up for something like that. And then... Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've so your, that your mother and father are married still or not married? No, they're not married. They got divorced right. when I was a baby. Yeah. Okay. 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 But you, so you still have him in your life mm -hmm. and he, uh, not decided to switch, but he just lives his life as a gay man now. Um, mm -hmm. but had, had you obviously, that's a heterosexual relationship mm -hmm. and now he's gay and you had to fight for that with people understanding it or just him being gay. Um, people understanding it, I mean, like, there's a few people on my mom's side that were just, that kind of caused them to not like gay people, because they think it's my dad's fault, and it's just, it's not his fault, and I've always had to fight with people in school. Wait, they think, they think gay, being gay is your dad's fault? Yeah, like, or like hurting my mom. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, so the, 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 the divorce was because of he wanted to be outside of a hetero relationship. Yeah. Got you. Well, because I was going to say, that's a that's a tough ticket to put on one person, <laughs> the, the gayness <laughs> of the world, right? Yeah, um, his fault. <clears throat> you know, that that's that's tough. And, you know, your parents, you know, I don't know how old they are, but I know they're older than probably both of us. And or, you know, probably your parents, you know, a little bit older than me. And, you know, we grew up in a world where this stuff wasn't talked about as much and mm -hmm. people couldn't necessarily live and be who they wanted to be openly, you know, so. Um, your parents' situation isn't unique, if I'm being honest. It's not the first time I've heard that. And that's not the first time that's happened, you know. There's politicians that have come out gay, and they're married yeah. with, like, eight kids. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you probably know more about this stuff than I do. But but keep not to cut you off, keep going. There's, like, two other things. But then the mm -hmm. second thing, or the, yeah, second thing is um, I, like, know what it's like to be different and like looked down upon so like it just hits like so close to home that people what, like what I makes can, you different just the way i dress i mean i wear eight inch platform boots to walmart you know yeah. <laughs> and i mean the thing is i can come home and take off my makeup put on like a t-shirt and leggings and be like oh i'm regular but mm -hmm. like people of color literally cannot go home and take off their skin and be like so like it just hits so hard for me. I don't know, like it's yeah. awful. That is profound. I tell people all the time, like, man, it sucks being black this year. Like, right? And mm -hmm. and I love being black. It's one of the cool. I mean, it's cool for me. I enjoyed my skin and I love the person that I am. But it's been rough, and I'm and I'm a tough person, and it's been rough for me. So I know there's black people that are like, shit, man, like. I wish we could take it off. Like, can we get a break for a couple of days? You know what I mean? Like, can we just get a break from, okay, it's another mer it's another hashtag. I got to go defend at work with my coworkers or I have to go listen to people, you know, almost blatantly be racist out loud and just not say anything because I don't want to lose my job or whatever the situation is. So, the again, the fact that you have this vision 
you're a special person. And I want you to know that. I don't care what anyone else ever tells you outside of this moment because I'm probably the coolest person <laughs> that they that they know. Maybe not that you know, but I'm probably the coolest person that anyone that would tell you different knows. And um, that's amazing vision. To have it at your age, whatever you decide to do in life, whatever you put your focus on, you're going to be amazing at, right? You're going to be great at. And um, anyone that tells you different is they're not set out for greatness. They're set out for mediocre lives. They're set out to be average. They're going to be probably, I mean, I don't know if you want to still be in Asheville, but if you want to be the mayor of Asheville, you can do it, right? There's people in your town that don't have that to go be, uh, do you guys have a mayor? You guys have a mayor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's people in your town that are going to tell you to shut up that would never know how to figure out how to be the mayor. And you very well have the abilities and and again, just having that vision comes with so much smarts, intuitiveness, empathy, all the things that major corporations want, you already possess. And that's and, and the fact that you're applying them to this, again, is just awesome, right? Um, and so you said there's two things. Was there, was there, did we get all, or there's three, did we get all three of the things? No, there's one more. It's kind of like a mix of things. But um, mm-hmm. right before all this stuff happened, uh, I don't know if this, like, matters. I didn't was sharing anyway. I Your story, dated, tell it. I dated a guy, and he ended up being, like, a white supremacist, like, and didn't tell me until, or I didn't figure it out until deep into the relationship. So, I mean, like, dealing with that and, like, dealing with how he acted after and when I obviously told him I didn't want to be with him literally made me, like, shoot towards fighting the right fight because, like, it just wasn't worth it. <laughs> Like, wow, just that's crazy. That's movie stuff right there. You should write all this down. <laughs> but yeah. that's that's crazy. So he like, how do you know he's a white supremacist, or is he like in the club, or or wanting to be in the club, or is he just racist? He was like, <laughs> he was a white supremacist. He went to prison. He has the tattoos, the white supremacist oh. tattoos. Oh wow! But I didn't, I didn't know what any of that meant until. I started kind of getting deeper into the mm-hmm. the thing, um, but the thing is, is he sh- like shows himself off as like a punk, but you can't be punk and racist. Like, I'm explain really- that to me. Why can't you be punk and racist? Because like the whole idea of being a punk is, you know, no rules, which <laughs> you know, and I mean, it's everyone equal, like the idea of being a punk is making everyone equal equity, you know, Mm -hmm. and treating people with respect and you can't do that and hate women and hate people of color and Jewish people. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So you didn't know anything, any of that about this guy while you were dating him. How long did Mm -hmm. you guys date for? He lived with me. Oh, wow. In this house. Yeah. Yeah. So like it got, it got real. It did. <laughs> wow. And and so that's and so um that's tough. And again, I mean I can only imagine uh, you know, dating someone and then being like, Hey, who you are, I gotta completely separate from. A lot of people yeah. don't have that strength. Your 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 strength is amazing, like Wonder Woman. Do you do you are you into comics, Marvel or DC? <laughs> I like Marvel. You know what? I knew I like <laughs> I knew you were I knew you were our kind of people, right? Shout out to Marvel. 
right? Um, <laughs> we just lost Chadwick, Black Panther um, yesterday. It's terrible, right? But, um, and, uh, you know, people go through things and we don't know it. So, you know, the, the preservation of life, um, that's why it's important to us because we're going to die or we're all going to die one day anyways, right? So mm -hmm. the, the idea that our life is taken away because of a police interaction or, a, you know, a bad interaction that didn't have to happen, um, things like that. That's why people get so passionate because it's like, hey, we all have to die one day anyways just because of normal stuff. Stop killing us because you feel like you have some kind of authority over us because of our skin color. Um, yeah. or because I'm a woman or, you know, because I'm gay or because I'm trans or because I'm something different than what you think I should be. Right. Um, and so that's, you're, you're like superhero stuff right here. Maybe this is your superhero story that's happening like right in front of you. Like you're at the start, this, this Facebook post could be your Spider-Man bite. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is always what I wanted to do. I mean, I remember it's like a weird distant memory, but one time when I was like nine, I was talking to one of my dad's friends and we were talking about him being gay. And I said something around the lines of like, um, like this is me at nine years old. I was like something about, I don't know why it matters to other people who someone else marries. And like at nine years old, that's like a broad thought. Yeah, and because I think when was, you were nine, gay marriage wasn't allowed, right? Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was like, so that guy looked at me and he was like, I think you need to be like a spokesperson. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I think An so. Activist. Too. Absolutely. And um, so, you know, that's some of what we're trying to do and build and help people with because we want to build an organization because when you build an organization, you can like hire people to do stuff and you can create jobs and, you know, your mission can be um, that, that is, you know, obviously nonprofit, but there's still ways to make income, right? And then with that income, people can go do the work, right? So like, that's why I wanted to build an organization, not just build like a group or just build a, a club or something. I want to build a true business um, that has the, the work that the business does or the service that the business, the business provides is this kind of social work, right? Is this activism that's out there to, to speak for the voiceless or to speak to this specific topic. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what the People's Rep is about. We're trying to unify voices and unify people in, in like, you know, people like you that are, um, you know, deciding to get in the game. You know, we want to make sure that um, as you grow and figure out what you want to do, you have people that you feel like are allies. So I know you've had over 62,000 people share your post um, how many of them have reached out to like be your ally or like, you know, give you encouragement, stuff like that? Um, absolutely not one of them. I've gotten like one message that was like, you're, I like the, the, the your post made you 10 times sexier or something. And I was like, no, I don't know. So no, nah, there's no possible way. Mm -mm, not, not one person. I do have a group chat with my friends. It has like a stupid name. It's called the Ku Klux Busters where we like just expose racist people like as a group. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I mean, they've always have been my allies and I've always supported everything I've done and I support everything they do because they do the exact same thing as I yeah. do. Yeah. How many but, Ku Klux Busters is there? <laughs> um, there's four original and then we've added some other people, but like the awesome. four main, 
That is awesome. Um, so is the Ku Klux Klan, is that still like something that's prominent in where you live? Like, do people still talk about it? Do people yeah. still support it and stuff like that? Or is, the, or is it like underground? Definitely in West Virginia, it's a huge thing, which I'm right by. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really? Okay, I didn't know that about West Virginia. <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, racism is just heavy in this area, like where mm-hmm. we're at right now. Really? I, yeah, I think the whole time I had, I went to school, I maybe had two people of color in my grade the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was always just primarily how many people white. Did you go to, how many people did you go to high school with? How many people are at your school? Um, I know my graduating class was like 200. And then mm-hmm. my like, I'm sure there was like maybe a thousand or less. In my in your whole school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And And how many people of color would you say in that 200 group of people? That I graduated with, I think maybe four. Wow. Wow. That's not a lot. <laughs> and they definitely so, struggled. I mean, I had to stand up for them in person too. I mean, it's, it's been a whole life of standing up for people right now. I'm just, it's being recognized because I made it public and it's where my family could see it. <laughs> yeah. That went crazy. Yeah. Well, um, you know, hopefully when we go have a conversation and we kind of put some of this story out, some more allies will come for you. Um, I'm glad that um, you put the story out so that I could get a hold of you and I hope more allies come and um, we'll definitely encourage, you know, more conversations and, and stuff like that in your area. But um, it's just crazy that out of 62,000 people, no one's reached out. And that's kind of what I also want to start telling people, like, we need to be reaching out. We're not using Facebook as, as in the right sense, right? People, mm-hmm. all these people share your stuff. And like, I want to encourage people to say, hey, you know what? Reach out to that person and say, are you a part of anything? Or are you building something on your own? Or is there something we can help you with? Or, hey, you know what? Maybe you can come help us with what we're doing, right? Because, um, you know, we need help. And, and even our stuff looks cool. And, you know, we have a website and all that. But like, we always can use more help because- Unfortunately, like this, this house of racism that we have to go tear down is huge. And I call it, I call it a castle of privilege, right? Um, And, and, but that castle, you know, is really a castle of racism. And just like in the, you know, old, old days when there was huge castles and kings and queens in there, um, the people eventually got fed up and they went and snatched them out of those castles and burned cities down. And that's what we're seeing right now. Do I want to see America burn? Absolutely not. But I think if we don't fix racism in this country, that's what's going to happen. It's not going to get better, right? The Kyle thing already showed us that that's a tipping point. You know, we're going to read that in history books. Um, yeah. or, you, or your kids will read that in history books that, you know, that was a tipping point for this this thing because as these protests get as these protests happen more the protesters whether they're peaceful protesters or the ones that are there to go riot and tear stuff up um they're gonna start arming themselves yeah that's just the reality like i i wouldn't feel safe going out there without a gun right now and i don't think any protester should feel safe going outside without a gun if you're going to a protest that's not the point of what is we're trying to accomplish, but 
just like cops have a right to go home, protesters have a right to go home too, right? So mm -hmm. like we can't, um, you had asked me earlier if I was pro-police. I understand the concept of needing police to fight crime, but I'm not pro-police brutality at all. And, pro, and police brutality has to be completely absent of um, police departments. Now, is that saying that you should be nice to a criminal? No, especially if they're trying to harm that police officer. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. But if you're not in direct threat or someone's not trying to harm you physically, there's no reason for you to exert yourself physically. The problem with our police departments is authority and once you challenge my authority i'm ready to shoot you <laughs> is basically what we're seeing right now not even i'm ready to argue with you i'm i'm ready to argue back or none of that stuff it's basically like hey you know what i have an eight hour shift i just started my shift and that's the part that always gets me it's like if you have an eight hour shift and the first person you pull over you're already turned up and amped up like i'm not i don't have time to deal with this today I'm not going to argue with you, sir. That's confusing to me. Well, wait a minute. You have eight more hours to go. Why can't you argue <laughs> with that person? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why does mm -hmm. that automatically have to be do what I say? Um, or it's, or it's, it's on. It's fighting time. It shouldn't be like that. And I've lived outside of the country. I've lived other places where it's not like that, right? Where I've had verbal altercations with police officers in situations where they probably could have arrested the people that I was around or even myself. And that didn't happen. We had a dialogue and a conversation about it and we came to an understanding. Um, and so I think more of that needs to happen, not the, I have a badge and a gun, shut up. And I think that's kind of what's happening there. Um, so like, you've kind of answered a lot of my questions. So what are your thoughts on police, police brutality and have you ever dealt with it directly? Um, I definitely haven't dealt with it directly. I, I mean, kind of, literally 10 minutes after I got my driver's license, I was driving with my dad. My dad was following me. And I pulled over, and I pulled over too close to, like, the road when I was on the side. And the police, like, came up to me and was, like, yelling at me for being so close. He's like, you're going to get us both killed, and then you're going to get charged with manslaughter. I'm like, bro, I'm 16. I'm 16 years old. Yeah. And everybody's been 16 and driving, so yeah, a little understanding would be nice, right? Yeah. The cops down here are – some. there's some good ones. There's some great ones. But, I mean, like, the ones over – once you go to Ohio, it's on. Like, it's no no one's game at all. Like, mm -hmm. and well, We um, might have to bring some people out there and go have some conversations. <laughs> probably. Um, I mean, Ohio is a big one. So what what were the protests like for someone – that uh, did you dress like your your normal self um like your eight inch boots when you went to the <laughs> protest or or um, did you kind of uh dress it down a little bit i kind of i mean i don't want to be super identifiable just in case no matter where i'm like going to something like that mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure i just wore like a pair of boots still um just black pants, black shirt, and then I wore... Yeah, you don't want to stand out too much. Yeah. Yeah. So so how were the protests for someone that isn't black or, or someone that isn't a person of color? 
it was honestly a really great experience because you kind of like, look green oh. right now, but I'm assuming you look <laughs> you look white. I'm very pale, very pale. Yes. Right. Um, and it was an experience because I mean, people were coming up and thanking me and like thanking my friends that I was with, and like I don't, I just felt like I, it was something that they didn't have to thank me for because like in the end we're all in here together and like I'm just using my privilege to say what I need to say I had a sign that says um I'll we'll both be dead before I record a police officer doing you wrong and so I mean I got a lot of people coming up to me about that that is that is awesome um I hope you're never faced with that uh situation right yeah um but uh, it it takes a lot of bravery to have that foresight and to think that way. So um, I wouldn't want to discourage bravery, um, but I hope you're also never faced with that situation. And um, what I will say is when people thank you, um, y- you know, within yourself, figure it out, but um, accept that, accept that gratitude because I think, especially because I've thanked a lot of, people that look like you, right? Um, or people that don't look like me, um, because we truly mean it. It's It's been rough out here, you know? I'm born in the 80s. This is not what I thought 2020 was gonna look like. And honestly, I would have never thought, you know, probably in another 20 years, it would if I, we, I would have never saw this in my lifetime, not what we're seeing right now. I thought I would fight these fights and battles in my own little circle and try to change, you know, the lives better for a few people around me. But to see the whole world talking about this, we're in September and we're still talking about this. Usually we talk about this for a couple of days, weeks at the most, and it's over. The next holiday comes, the next, you know, major sports event comes. And, you know, it's just crazy what COVID, the blessing that, and, 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 um, respect to all the people that have been sacrifices to COVID and that have lost their lives to COVID, but the sacrifices that they, they have made um, have allowed all of us to, one, look at life as something that's important, right? The whole world's looking at life like, wow, we need to kind of pay attention to life. And then, two, um, it continuing to, like, spiral, you know, has made us all have to kind of stay in and keep talking about it. And like, we can't go back to normal, right? It's pretty much broken up what's normal for all of us in your 17 years of life and my 30 plus years of life. We're looking at a new normal now. And I think what we're all kind of doing is saying, hey, a part of this new world we're about to have to go get into needs to not be racist. <laughs> right. We it need seems like such a simple concept. Like it really just seems like such an easy like. It's really just not. It's cost zero dollars to just not be racist and to just mind your business and to tell cops to do better. But I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where people are getting lost in translation with that. But it's exhausting. It is, and uh, you know, make sure you're taking. Uh, the proper measures to, you know, fuel yourself. If that, as you make those decisions to continue the fight, make sure you're, you know, always replenishing yourself some kind of way. Hopefully we can bring energy for you. 
like I said, with us, we're going to be an ally for you now as you go build your army um, of, of people that talk to you or, or that want to hear you talk. Um, but make sure you're f figuring out ways to replenish because it is daunting. It's draining. Make you want to jump off the roof sometimes where it's like, yeah. why am I even dealing with this? You know, so I encourage you not to give up when those times come. Sounds like you're not. Sounds like you're already tough. You're ready to go. You're ready to start it punching. Gets, it just gets hard sometimes because it's like you hear, like I've had, I think three or four of my uncles have blocked me on Facebook, which is fine. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, I don't really have much like family left. My dad believes in me 100%. Like my dad definitely shared the post. Like <laughs> he is my number one fan. And yeah. so is his boyfriend. My mom mm -hmm. doesn't want me a part of anything. And then, like, my grandma and grandpa also with me. But then, like, when it gets to my aunts and uncles and on my dad's side, family, like, it's I'm, – I'm gone to them. I don't exist. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. And, and um, again, not to make it about religion, but what I would tell you is, is um, sometimes you got to separate right mm -hmm. and sometimes a part of right is separation right sometimes like you asked me when we first started talking what side of history do you want to be on and sometimes like like you said you got it's a, you got to pick a side and sometimes if they are on the side of opposition or the side that you don't agree with it's like it sucks man but we're gonna have to separate i still love you i hope that we get a chance to be in the same space.